So, Rick, as you know, my daughters don't really care at all what I do. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will say, you know, we've got a guest coming up and this is who it is. And they're like, whatever. Yeah. You know, they Until don't care. Today. Until today. Until Julia today. Julia was out of her mind yeah. when she found out she's a huge fan of our guest's music as well as her work on television. Yeah. And I'm a cool dad. You For are. Father's Day coming up well, this tell Sunday. tell everybody who it is. Haley Orantia, who's a singer and songwriter and an actress. We are going to be talking to her and in just a second. Here we go. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opai show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is the Minutia Man Celebrity Interview with Rick and Dave. So, uh, Dave, you're a... Uh, your daughter's excited. You know, I'm excited. We have a big star on the show this week. Haley Orentia is a, a singer, songwriter, actress. If you're a fan of the ABC hit sitcom, The Goldbergs, which I am, Haley plays Erica Goldberg on the show, the main character's sister. Welcome to the show, Haley. Thank you for having me. No. Now, I, I'm a I'm a big fan of The Goldbergs. I, I admit I started watching it because I uh, know Jeff Garland from his days here in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was immediately drawn into the nostalgia, the 80s nostalgia, because that's our era. It's obviously not your era because you were <laughs> born after that. Uh, right. But there were so many 80s icons that appeared on the show. I mean, it's a long list, just a few of them. Anthony Michael Hall, Steve Gutenberg, Charlie Sheen, Weird Al, Rick Springfield, John Lovitz, Kirstie Alley, Christy Brinkley. <laughs> I mean, the list goes on and on. David Hasselhoff. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you have any good stories about interactions with any of those with people? With those 80s people. Yeah. <gasps> Oh man, good story. There's that's the hard part is we did ten years of this show and right. so sometimes it all like just blends together. And yeah. we've had so many incredible people. Um I would say the first one that just comes to mind um was maybe the Charlie Sheen one because that was really my first that was season one and that was like my first scene with such a well known celebrity like that and I just and we were recreating his iconic scene from the breakfast club where he's right. at the police station. And so, or wait, was that breakfast? I'm sorry. Yeah, um, Ferris Bueller's day off. Yeah. We had also done an, uh, um, <laughs> an episode about that. And there, there's so many like eighties movies we've covered. So they all blend yeah. together, but yes, Ferris <laughs> Bueller's day off. So the scene at the, the police station. And I was just so nervous because I kind of acting was something that, came a little later for me like music was always kind of the goal and so then i found myself on this tv show already feeling a little bit like imposter syndrome and now i'm acting across charlie sheen like or charlie sheen i can't talk this morning yeah. charlie sheen well you did recreating. a scene with charlie sheen yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a tongue twister <laughs> it was like it was really scary i just wanted to make sure i i brought my best that day and he was actually very kind and um very excited to be involved and like bringing some ideas to the table. Um, so it was as intimidating as it was to get into that scene. I just remember that being kind of a moment in my life of like, Oh my God, how did I get here? <laughs> yeah, I bet. Well, I, the one yeah. that I remember that you probably had the most interaction with was uh, Rick Springfield. That one episode, cause you guys didn't you sing together and everything? Yes. Yeah. Well, Actually, I think Wendy was the one that got to sing with him, actually, oh, okay. which I wish I, I could have gotten to sing with him. But um, he was actually great. I remember he had been 
doing a show the evening before he needed to be on set, which I think he needed to be on set at like 6.30 in the morning. So he had just gotten done. You know, a concert usually ends at like, what, 10.30, 11, 11, yeah. depending on the show. So he wrapped his show in a different state, got on a flight, and then landed and went essentially straight to set. And he was he was very tired that yeah, first day I of filming, bet. which I don't blame him. He like could not have enough coffee in him. And then by the second day, he was definitely refreshed and feeling like a hundred percent. So I just really admired his ability to like, you know, do, do all of that in such a short amount of time uh, being yeah. thrown into our show, but he was great. And that was so cool to get to perform his song on the show. Did you, did you talk to your mom about yeah. that? Cause I bet you that your mom probably had a poster of him on the wall when she was, uh, my, my mom is definitely freaked out or fangirled. I would say yeah. over several people we've had on the show. Um, George Siegel, you know, as one of the series regulars was a big one for my whole family. They're like, I cannot believe you're getting to play his granddaughter on this show. So and, great. He was yeah, one of it, the biggest movie stars in the world in the 1970s. George Siegel. Yeah. Oh, so and uh, such a great, like, I really can't say enough good things about him. Like, I miss him so much. He he was such a professional. Um, and by, like, he would just come to set. He knew exactly what to do. He nailed it every time and was just such a joy to be around, had the best stories. And his laugh is the thing we talk about the most. Mm -hmm. Like, he just had this iconic laugh that I it's very hard to recreate but if you were able to get him to do it it was just such a a moment of like mm. yes I like I did that for him <laughs> you know well I can tell that there's a, was a real connection with your family on screen and you were there almost family off screen too right oh yeah I mean 10 years together yeah. I yeah. would say not even just the cast but the crew too I there's there's been crew members we've had since day one. And I think once we wrapped that final day, it was very emotional because we're, it hasn't fully set in for me that we're not going to get to see each other every single day, you know? And, um, it's definitely a family. Now your character, Erica is based on Adam's brother, Eric. Um, and he actually appeared in a few of the shows. Did you ever get a chance to really get to know Eric and, you know, cause it's or even meet him. Yeah. I mean, does he, yeah. I mean, Eric and his family, really everyone has visited the set, um, uh, some people more than others. But I've met Eric and his family a few times now, and they're always just so nice, um, like the sweetest people. And I want to say, I don't remember the last time it was that I saw them, but I do remember him for the most part being very okay with my character being one of the only ones that was based on kind of a different gender and being able to sort of hide behind like, Oh, this isn't a story about me. It's a story that Adam made up because we didn't have sisters. So I can just make the excuse that, like, yeah, right. you know, which I don't blame him because you're putting your family's like dirty laundry or funny stories on display for 10 years. Like there's definitely things you pull from. And so I think he, he kind of enjoyed being able to be like, it's not about me, even yeah. if it was, <laughs> but he was, they were very sweet. Yeah, there's an A at the yeah. end. Yeah. There's an A at the end of the name. It's yeah. Eric, Erica. It's not anywhere near that. It's called right? plausible it's a, deniability. Yeah. That's what that is. Yeah. That is yes absolutely and well, i get that for him <laughs> well, uh, one of the things i thought was smart about the show is they uh realized that you had these musical uh, musical abilities and they incorporated that into the show 
Um, and you obviously have some talent. I know not too long ago you were on The Masked Singer. What was that experience like? Because that seems like a really bizarre show. <laughs> You're not wrong. Um, I had seen commercials of this show, and I thought, what a silly thing. Like, what, why are people doing that? And then I started getting tweets of people guessing that I was – people in previous seasons to the one I'd been on thinking it was me. And I'm like, Oh, there must be something to this show. And then my parents started watching. And then I was like, Oh, I get why this is addicting, like trying to figure out the mystery of it. Um, and then I, I was able to somehow, you know, get my way on the show, which was incredible because music's like my first love and getting to do that on a platform at that scale was wild and terrifying especially when i'm doing it like in a mask in this heavy costume and you know it's already hard enough to sing some of the songs i was singing just without all of that so it was a it was a physical challenge for me as a singer performer um but it's a memory i will always have and cherish because it was um it's what i love to do what was so the was, costume was cool. what was the costume you were wearing <laughs> it was my character was the ringmaster and it essentially was like a cat head in like a circus tent. Yeah. <laughs> like my skirt was like seven or eight feet wide and it was meant to look like a circus tent. Um, and then I had like that sort of ringmaster coat on top and a really tall top hat. And it, I will say of many costumes on the show, I think it is one of the prettiest. <laughs> and so I was very glad that I got that one. Well, you, you weren't on the same season as Rudy Giuliani, were you? <laughs> I hate to tell you I was. Oh, my God. I, I, I what's was, he I, like? <laughs> I didn't actually get to meet him. So they broke they break it down into sections of, like, five each. And I, he was on a different, like, week they were recording, like, group, I guess. Um, but I just remember that his week had shot prior to my week. And there was a lot of news drama that had come out. Like, it, they weren't supposed to be outing who was on the show already because this se season hasn't aired yet. Um but it was definitely upsetting to a lot of people, I guess. And I'm like, are they even going to finish the season? Like, I didn't know what was going to happen, but it was fine. And um, I, I had a blast actually doing the show. Um, you know, the, so my three daughters are huge fans of your music. And we are still recovering. I am recovering from the Taylor Swift. You've heard of Taylor Swift, right? Uh, oh, who was that? Yeah, I know. <laughs> so last weekend she was, or was it last weekend or two weekends? In Chicago, yeah. yeah. It was last, and, we're, we're in Chicago, that's where and, we're oh broadcasting from. It was, let's the just say I'm happy the woman left town. She's a very nice <laughs> yeah. lady. I drove her to the airport. I made sure she got on the plane and we are never ever getting back together. But uh, yeah. so, but my, I mean, my daughters are really into Taylor Swift and Julia, like yeah. I had mentioned in the opening, just loves your stuff. And she was really genuinely excited to, to, to hear that you were going to be on the show. A few That's years so ago, sweet. you released an EP called The Way Out, which was a real personal, you know, it, it was about a real personal breakup after mm -hmm. a boyfriend stole some of your money. Right. Wasn't that the, oh, yeah. the, the, um, now he sounds like a peach, by the way. I pick the good ones. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, you I would did settle on a really good one, though. By the oh, way, well, that's <laughs> good. That's good. Uh, well, and from what I understand about Taylor Swift, she tends to write about things that don't continue, don't especially right. have gone right in her relationships, right? Yeah. So right. Ha heartbreak really does sell. I 
I want to hear a record about something about something going really good. Why? Yeah. Why, why doesn't yeah, that ever like happen? A, like a deliriously happy. You know, that's happy. so funny. You say that because for the longest time, it was so hard for me to write a happy song. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is about, like my nature but i just write these sad ballads and i it used to really frustrate me because when i had this ep obviously that was for a very specific reason and that was i was definitely writing that for therapeutic purposes more than anything so all of those really are ballads um but i had the thought of like people like don't want to just hear ballads like they want that fun upbeat song but i cannot seem to get myself to write genuinely about a subject with that so I've been working on new music and I plan on releasing an EP. And finally I have, I don't even have a single ballot on the All EP. Right. So it's, it's been a challenge for me, but sometimes it's just hard. Like a heartbreak is easy to write about in a way. Um, and so I, I get that. I resonate with that. And hopefully this next one will be a little more cheerful than the last. You know, I saw an interview of Paul McCartney one time and he basically said the exact same thing that, that writing the happy songs, those are the hardest ones to write. Mm-hmm. Um, for for whatever reason that is, you know, I, I, it's hard to say why that is. So I don't know. Looking I forward don't know to what that. it is. You're not yeah, going to write, write a song about our interview. It'll be a happy song, won't it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that'd be a big sales tool <laughs> there. there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What rhymes with minutia? That's actually a very hard word. Uh, That's a challenge. That's a yeah. challenge. So you consider yourself more of a singer than you do an actor. Is that true? Or a a musician or a a musical artist? I definitely did for the majority of my life. And I think while doing Goldberg's for a long time, I felt like that was what I would constantly say and lean on. It's like, no, 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 but this was all because I wanted to do music. And I think in, in the last year, I've really come to terms with like, but I've been acting and I enjoy it. And I think that it's something I want to continue to pursue. And and there's something there, I guess. And so I've stopped trying to stray away from saying like, no, but I'm an actress and I also make music. Um, But it's hard, like trying to balance the two can be difficult because at times, even though they feel like they should kind of go hand in hand to whatever degree, they are very uh, different industries and they're very hard to, I guess, in within the industry it seems like it's very difficult for you to be both um well it's hard to break into either industry and you've broken into both so that's pretty impressive (laughs) well thank you yeah i mean you and rudy giuliani yeah exactly i'm waiting for his next dp you're (laughs) a better singer let's just say that flat out you are a better singer and probably a better lawyer too and a better governor (laughs) and a better human so congratulations all of that you well, win. Erica did used to say, uh, you know, I should, I could have been a lawyer. So clearly, there's something there. Uh, so last year, you were, or was it last year, two years ago? You were in a movie called Christmas. Christmas is canceled. Yes. Um, but it came out during the pandemic, and it didn't really play in the. I don't know if you remember the pandemic. Uh, didn't <laughs> really that little thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did, didn't really play in theaters, but it was on all those streaming services. Is doing a movie any different than doing television, or what is the and Certainly it was, you know, it, w- w- is the process different for you? Do you like one versus the other? I don't know. Talk to me. That's a great question. Um, it is different than filming a show because in the case of our show, we went 10 years. We shot at the same place. Mm-hmm. And so it was very consistent. And it felt like what I imagine a regular, you show up at work kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's regular job. Um, but with a movie, it's almost like camp. Like 
you go typically it's on location somewhere especially nowadays and so you go out of town and you hunker down with people you've never met before and week one everyone's trying to figure out their footing week two we're getting a little more comfortable and by week three which is i would depending on the movie in our case it was about three three and a half weeks then we're like oh my god we're like a family and we're having so much fun like now it's over and then you just never see those people ever again and and then the movie comes out so it's just such a different experience because i bonded so much with people on goldbergs and you know that's a family for a decade whereas i worked with a lot of those people on christmas is canceled and i have not seen them since so it's it's just a very different experience in the process um and i love both i think the phase i'm at right now i'm really looking forward to doing more movies because i am just trying to find that work-life balance and tying in like wanting to make more music and with that like sometimes the tv schedule doesn't um lend itself to that very well so doing a one-off project here and there yeah. sometimes can be better so you zip I'm in hopeful. you zip out it's like going to wisconsin yeah <laughs> exactly yeah. so i you know i don't know if you know this but uh, goldberg's uh is on you know i'm sure you do know this it's an on in every country in the world basically uh i just except for at, the anti-semitic ones <laughs> yeah well right. that's probably true <laughs> Not but, huge in Iraq, evidently. No, I don't know. Not, not very big over there. But it is in, uh, here's just a few of them, Australia, Canada, the UK, Ireland, Turkey, France, Spain, India, Germany, Portugal, Italy, South Africa, Germany, Ukraine. they don't have any sense of humor yeah. in Germany. <laughs> well, yeah. apparently they do. And also Israel. Um, so my, my question to you is, do you have any stories about uh, encountering like international fans being recognized in, in places that you would never yeah. expect to be recognized? Yeah. To be honest, I have not traveled overseas a ton. Okay. And I am hoping my honeymoon is is this year after oh. I get married. And so Well, congratulations. I, tra- congratulations. Yeah, thank you. What's the big what's the big day? Uh it's in October. Okay. Writing it down. Uh, cash bar. Cash or free <laughs> bar. Open bar. Wait, cash what do we bar, get? cash bar. Um no, but but our honeymoon we're gonna be bouncing around to different, you know, European places and I was kind of wondering if that was gonna be the case or not. But as far as like I've traveled a lot within the United States and I definitely will have, you know, unexpected interactions in places that you know, when we're working on the show we're working with people, like I said, for 10 years, it feels very much just like we come to work, we go home, that we don't interact with people who actually tune in all the time, if that makes sense, especially yeah. in LA. They don't talk about it. Like if they do recognize you, they don't bring it up. Um, but so when I travel to like Nashville a lot or back to visit family in Dallas, uh, there will be some people. And, and it's always just kind of wild to think like, oh my God, yeah, like people do watch this show yeah. <laughs> like it, it really always does take me a little by surprise um and just incredibly grateful that that they did because then i was able to work for as long as i did with these people that i love well you were young when this show started i mean how how old were you i was 19 yeah yeah so i mean you, yeah. this has been part of your life for you know mm-hmm. most of your life yeah, no. definitely. It's. So, I think it's. I'm going to need therapy come August when we would typically be starting up again, and we're not. I'm going to be yeah. like, uh, life is different now. But. So, so the Goldberg's is officially over, right? I mean, is it? It is. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's too bad. That's yeah. too bad. But he had a good run. But, you know, he had a good yes. run. He ran out of home movies, I guess, huh? We did. <laughs> we we were like, what more do we talk about in the '80s? Um, but I think 
the funny thing is the cast is always talking about like, hey, with the way reboots are going, if in a handful of years the network wants to do it again, sure. I think the whole cast would do it. Um, I, I feel like us talking about it as much as we are, though, we're going to jinx it. Um, but I, I just have like a gut feeling that that could totally happen one day and we would all be so down and excited for it. So well, who you, knows? One of my favorite podcasts is Talking Sopranos with Michael Imperioli and Steve Shrip. You guys can do a podcast, you could. a Goldberg's yeah. podcast. And Funny you say that. Yeah. The, uh, like a series of people who worked on the show, the prop master, the set designer, and the UPM on our show, they have a podcast now called Goldberg's Rewind, mm -hmm. Rewind, and they started it. Their first episode was the finale, and every episode they bring on a different um, cast member or crew member, mm -hmm. and they will, they're will they going to go every single episode in chronological order. So they have 200-something episodes that they can do, wow. and I'm hopeful that they will see it through because it was I got to do one episode already, and it was really therapeutic, mm -hmm. like fun to go back to season one and talk about what it was like to actually make the show um, and great to like relive those memories. So you're, you're not too off uh, about <laughs> we're an idea. We're yeah, idea guys. That's we, are. we are. That's, that's why we do this show. Well, this yeah. has been a, a thrill talking to you. You've, you're, you're such a you're nice right. person. You can tell that you're a nice person. We wish you best uh, on your, uh, on your wedding, wedding congratulations and your honeymoon you. and your future career right. and and dave is now a star yeah, in his uh, own right. house until about for having spoken to two o'clock this <laughs> afternoon and then i'm gonna be drive me here or whatever and, and then it's all over you brought the wrong ramen <laughs> then your next goal you got to get taylor swift on this podcast yeah, and then yeah. you're down of the no year. i am not no. talking to that woman we have broken up <laughs> i am not talking to that woman she's caused me enough issues i respect that so if people want to follow you what is the what is the best way for them to do it? Uh, you have like a um, social media or a website. Yes, I, I absolutely love TikTok. I know that's ridiculous, yeah. but I am all over TikTok. Haley Arantia. It's just my name on that platform as well as Instagram, Facebook. I'm not really on Twitter. I kind of was like, you know what? I don't need it. Yeah. So um, been uh, like purging social media platforms where I can try to live and live life you know, yeah. in the moment. But, um, but yeah, I'm on there just under Haley Rantia. Okay. Well, keep in touch. Yeah. You know, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, 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 next time you have a album out, we'd yeah, love to have, love you, to back have you on and, um, Thank you. we'll see you at yeah. your, we'll see you at your wedding. We, we can play some of your uh, happy music. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. 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 We want happy music from, and Rick and I can, we really can cut a rug on the dance floor. Yeah. So I, when we, you'll see us at the, plus at the I know how to mix a, like a Manhattan. If somebody wants one, I can do. <laughs> you'll be uh, bartender I'd and be hype man. Happy yeah. to do it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> hey, good. Good luck to you. Thanks for everything. Thanks, for, and, thanks um, for being on the show. And be well. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. There she is. Haley. Uh, she's just a delight. Delightful. Delightful and, person. And, you know, I would, have you noticed that when we have younger uh, guests on that you and I turn into dads? Yeah. <laughs> we we are just, that's what we are. Right. We're dads. Yeah. Next yeah. time we have her on, it's going to be advice, marriage advice. Right. You know, right? It'd be very edgy. <laughs> yeah. be oh, very oh, edgy. Extremely edgy. Super edgy. <laughs> well, we need to thank some people. Uh, first of all, thanks to Brandon yeah, for, uh, Herman for, uh, for scoring that. That's a, that's a big star mm -hmm. we just had there. Uh, also, special thanks to our executive producer, Tony Lasana with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards. O-P-P-I-H-shows.com. 
were distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. RadioMisfits.com. And we'll be back again soon with a brand new episode of Minutiaman Celebrity Interview. The preceding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Radio Misfits, promo take 24. Guys, um, we are part of Radio Misfits Podcast Net. Radio Misfits, you idiots. We are part of... I didn't really make it intended to be a tongue twister. Yeah, I know. We are part of the Radio Misfits podcast. podcast. Promo 26. (laughs) I'll be here all day. We are part of Radio Misfit Podcast Network. uh, Close enough for government. Yeah, close enough, huh? Let me say it. Radio Misfits. Douchebags who can't speak. Hear it on the World Wide Web.